0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Your Success DNA, doing those necessary actions, getting those daily needed attitude adjustments coming at you from YourSuccessAtLast.com, bringing you that that motivational oomph that you need every single day and tossing in those those core inspirational building blocks that are going to help you get what you need to get done done. Yep, that's me, your host, Sergeant Major Motivation, 8th Brinkman. Oh my goodness, Tuesday is here whoo yeah Monday's done right <laughs> and if you're one of the lucky ones you might even have one of those shortened weeks if you're doing like uh, my lady and I are doing and you're taking Friday off and turning that Memorial Day weekend into a four-day weekend what are you doing right? Get out there with your friends maybe. I know uh, Diane and I were heading off to uh, to a fun-filled four-day weekend. Going to have some fun, take some new adventures. Are you taking that uh, much needed time to relax and recharge your batteries so that you can turn around and, and hit the bricks, hit your success atlas with a renewed vigor and enthusiasm to reach your, your goals, your dreams, your desires, to reach your p- potential in every area of your life? Yeah, you are, right? Cuz you know you've got to you got to work for your dreams, right? But in the process, you wear yourself down. So you've got to rest, got to recharge those batteries. I mean, most of you know that um that you need to recharge. So I, I'm but I'm going to repeat it anyway for the sake of those who may be new to the show, new to self-help, new to personal development. Nine times out of ten, ladies and gentlemen, it is not the big change that you make, but rather it's those, those small, consistent actions, those, those little changes, those little fixes, right? And I'm betting wh- that's why you listen to, to a show like this one. You know, to catch those little nuggets that are going to help you find those little changes that we all want to make, that we all need to make. Uh, and, and to help you get those, you know, those, uh, needed attitude adjustments, those motivational oomps that will, Help you keep taking those actions to start reaching the peak of your potential and start getting the results in your life that you want, that you dream, that you desire, and that I believe you deserve. You know, and little things, you know, like this podcast or or even my my free seven day e coach uh, that, that program. They're all they're all geared for just that. Um, uh, but first, let's get on with the podcast. I'll tell you how to get that seven day e coach program later on. We head into. Yeah, that's right. Today's question, how are you using your talents? Hmm. I'll I'll say it, we all have talents. I don't care if your talent is just braiding hair. That's a talent. And people will pay money for that. Trust me, I've gone into many Renaissance festivals and one of the first booths that you will see near an entrance is the lady doing these amazing braids and charging money for it because people, there's ladies who love to have your hair done, and you know, there's guys that do it too, right, they have taken that talent, and they've found a way to, to do what they, to do what they want with it, right, and it is, it's is—it's not always about making money, but, you know, like, like Zig Ziglar says, you know, I've, I've had money, and I'm, I haven't had money, and, and having money is better, and money's kind of like air, right, you don't need it till you pass out, and then you, then you need it, but anyway, how are you using your talents right to to improve your world in whatever way you want to improve it? I mean are you using talents to uh to maintain the peace you know for the good uh to the good or to the detriment of your relationship or of your team detriment i say right what, what do I mean by detriment well i mean most people will say, hey if I'm maintaining the peace, isn't that a good thing uh-uh nope not always, especially if you're enabling or empowering continued bad or unwanted behaviors. Most times, it I'll, I'll say back to that nine times out of ten scenario, it's best to handle the conflict and get it taken care of. And hence today's show talking about some of the conflict strategies and, and ideas. So, it, conflict, well, it really kind of happens when Two parties have different points of views, right? Different interests or different goals, right? Which they they seem incompatible with one another. Conflict usually occurs at the height of a stressful situation when everything is just oh gosh, bubbling over, right? Usually emotionally as well as physically. Uh, and typically It's not just related to any one single event. It's not that event that may have triggered the the outward showing of the conflict in the first place. For most of us, we tend to keep our emotions inside, kind of bottle them up, put that cap on it, right? And we tend to fill up with these little bits of carbonated issue, right? Over another one and another one, right? And then finally, it just kind of boils out. Resolution, ladies and gentlemen, can only occur when we're able to work together to figure out what triggered the conflict in the first place. Well, first off, we got to take tackle the conflict, but the, the really good resolution ideas are getting to the trigger points. What's the original cause? In order for the problem to be solved, we're going to have to agree on the root of the problem. Now... I've been around long enough and you probably have too, there are dozens, probably hundreds of conflict resolution strategies out there. And unfortunately, no one strategy will work on every single situation. The best thing to do is really kind of uh, look around for the few that work for you and your team or your relationship and, and have a few in your in your quiver, right? Just have them ready to go. Pick a few, try them out, see which ones work in your situation. Now, some of the ideas I want to share with you, right? They they might seem a little silly, and, that, and that's okay, right? Funny things and funny feelings will pass, and often you'll find that you're impressed with how effective uh, some of the uh, conflict uh, strategies are. And I'm not just talking about the ones that I, I might share. I'm only going to share with you three here. But as you're reading some of the others that are, are, are out there um, in, in the marketplace or on Google or whatever um, information your HR uh, organization might have for you. Uh, some of them you'll be reading going, yeah, that won't work. Yeah, trust me. I've tried some of those silly ones and some of those silly ones really work the best in the right situation. All right. But to realize the best effect from conflict resolution strategies, you got to have a few ground rules, right? You got to lay the ground, right? And, and those, there's really four basic rules that I, uh, I'll call them tenants. I tend to stick to when it comes to conflict resolution in in anything, whether it's where I'm talking with my kids, or I'm talking with the the the, the love of my life, uh, an employee, uh, a supervisor, anything, and they are no universal statements. I this is a personal pet peeve of mine. Things like every, all, never, and always. See, these are big no nos when it comes to conflict resolution, and and I really say that from the point of Words have power. And can you honestly say that something always happens every single time? No, you can't. So don't say it, all right? And no personal attacks is another one. Um, uh, when you keep saying, I this and I that and you this and you that. Well, uh, you, you, you do this and you do that. Right? Those, those are, ah, ah, you can just feel the aggression in them, right? So instead of uh, the you statements, try I statements. Make sure you... but. Don't just, don't just shy away, right? Make sure you let the person know how you feel. I mean, instead of saying, well, you're always throwing your clothes on the floor, you could say something like, you know, when you throw your clothes on the floor, it makes me feel like I'm the maid having to pick up after you, right? This is a different change at the same time, all right? Uh, A big one is listen, right? When one person speaks, the other person should listen and listen with an open heart, right? Um, and listen for the purpose of hearing what they're saying, understanding what they're feeling, rather than building a rebuttal or building uh, a reply, right? Listen with your heart. Listen with your mind. Listen for what's being felt as, as well as what's being said. You can say, listen for the facts as well as the feelings, all right? And the last one is, uh, don't be too proud to get a moderator because there's some times when having that extra person, that, that confidant, That close friend or someone close to both of you, come on over, right? Sit down and moderate and help keep you on track. That um, I won't say the unbiased party because usually close friends uh, pick one side or the other, right? But nothing hinders conflict resolution more than repeatedly getting set back or sidetracked by petty little details, and. This really applies when you're um, having a, a conflict with someone close to you who knows just how to push your buttons and has no problem doing it. All right. So now with the ground rules in place, let's talk about a couple of strategies. I got three here. And I'm gonna start with the silly one first, but I actually kind of like this one. Um, it's called role playing. Right. And this is one of the situations where you literally you and your uh, you and the, the other party will create. A mock setting, right? And I don't care whether a mock setting is a flower shop, a restaurant, an office, whatever. The first person, right, the first person is going to be the one doing the talking. Um, in the case of a flower shop, maybe the first person is the one taking the order. And that's the one listening while the customer explains the situation. Now, in a scenario like this, the person taking the order must listen and then repeat back the order that was made to make sure that they understand it. And then after the two two parties go through that entire exercise, what do you do? Yep. You reverse the roles. There are no comebacks to the previous argument stated, and there's uh, nothing else but the uh, next order is taken. All right. And uh, to me, what, what this really does is it reinforces the fact that one side needs to be the one talking clearly, succinctly, and then the other side needs to be listening and then repeating back what it is they heard. So the person who was doing the talking is either A, understands that they were heard and that their feelings were understood, or B, realizing that maybe their communication is on them only. Because you have to remember, when you're trying to share information, you've got to share it um, in such a way that you know that you're communicating your feelings effectively, but the other person is hearing it. It's not all about just your style. You got to think about the other person's style as well. All right. So try that one. Um, this next one here is more for uh, those. I'll call them personal relationships. I really wouldn't recommend this with a coworker, at least none of the coworkers I have, right? Uh, or in an office setting because it's really all about uh, a personal space issue. But sitting knee to knee, right? Um, sitting down. Taking a couple of chairs, pulling them close together. So, literally, you're knee knee to knee with the person that you're having this conflict with. And then, so you literally, like I said, take the chairs, sit them together, have a seat, and start talking about the issue. One person sharing, one person listening. The, The thing is here, the knee to knee forces you to pay attention to each other. Yeah, right? It's one of the biggest rules when it comes to conflict resolution. So this physical proximity factor helps push that uh, even further. And here's the thing when it comes to any conflict resolution, uh, not just the knee-to-knee technique, but uh, the recent events, and I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, recent events may not be the actual issue. So as you're talking and asking questions, dig a little deeper. Remember I said... Remember, go listen for the facts and the feelings. Sometimes those feelings go further back than the facts, and you can get the next set of facts further back, okay? And the last little strategy I want to share with you is, is one that uh, gets used a lot, probably incorrectly. Uh, it's called the cool-down technique, right? Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, just stepping out of the situation... And letting everybody cool down is not a bad idea. One of the biggest problems with conflict is that many times the person feels like they're being attacked, right? Oh uh, yeah, that comes back to those, uh, those attacking statements. So if we're not using them, they might feel less like they are. But when they are, so they're, they're focusing on that instead of focusing on the problem or the situation. So what you can do is you can take some time, cool down. Both parties can, you know, go separate ways for a, for a, a period of time and then come back together and attack the situation attack the problem instead of attacking each other here's where people most people make the mistakes they walk away right they don't say oh let's come back together The thing is, the key to making this this technique work is to designate an appropriate length of time to cool down. If you're having a little spat, say, hey man, give me five minutes, give me ten minutes. If you're having a big spat, maybe we should pick this one up after dinner something like that don't just walk away for an undetermined amount of time because otherwise it's going to be seething under the surface right remember i talked about keeping it bottled up so set a timer Uh, agree on a time an hour uh, after dinner first thing tomorrow morning whatever um, and then go do something else then come back and start resolving the issue at hand and again remember to listen and get a moderator if you need to see most conflicts really begin with the lack of communication. One person misunderstands another, and the conflict begins, right? It can happen in personal situations, at work, with friends, with family, or any mixture of, 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 the, of the four, right? Sometimes the anger and the frustration that it occurs during the conflict, right, it isn't as a result of that—and I keep repeating this— that, the, the frustration that occurs during conflicts causes problems that aren't easily resolved. And they're not from something that just now happened. They've been they've been simmering. They've been boiling, right? They've been held down inside. And now they're just – it's just this uh, whatever happened recently is finally brought it out. And it takes skills, ladies and gentlemen, to communicate with others, especially in stressful situations like that, especially with those you're having the conflict with. One way to res- to the resolution is to keep the lines of communication open at all times, not just during conflict. Right? Encourage discussion whenever it's needed. That way, when these stressful times hit, they already feel comfortable talking to you. So when it get when the time gets uncomfortable, they're at least a little more comfortable in having a discussion. And to do this, you you gotta be, um. Well, how can I say this? Rather than taking a passive or an aggressive stand on conflict, use assertiveness skills. Right? I've been talking about assertiveness a little bit. Here's another spot where it fits in. Use some assertive skills to calm the situation and let the other person or persons uh, that are involved know that you're listening and that you're interested in resolving the conflict. And sometimes you kind of have to admit you might be wrong to admit you're interested. Okay? Um, This may be... Challenging, right? This might be a little difficult at first, especially for those of my friends out there that have an aggressive personality, right? Remember that when you want to show anger and resentment about the conflict, you're only driving other folks away, and that person will probably be really reluctant to talk to you and resolve any problem, let alone the one that's coming up right now, all right? For my friends that have the passive-passive personalities, yeah, they tend to say nothing you keep all those emotions all that conflict buried down deep inside that ladies and gentlemen I don't believe is a good idea because the person begins to harbor this intent resentment towards the other person and the relationship itself is gonna suffer as a result so we'll come back to assertiveness skills can help you see deeper into the conflict that that you're having or that maybe even about to happen right and you can find out more about yourself in the process and that, my friends, is a win-win scenario in anyone's book. Now, win-win scenarios—we all uh, we all love win-win scenarios. Another win-win scenario comes with those those uh, consistent actions and those little adjustments that lead us along our success atlas I was talking about earlier. Um, but to reach your peak potential and to know where you're going and how you're going to get there the fastest way possible—that's the key. It's it's always um, it, you. Know, it's always gonna include work. Yeah, you, you if you want to be successful, you want to be good at anything. You're gonna have to work. Sure. All right. There, there are some things that we can do and to make it a little easier. And I, I, I try to put a few of those things together. And I'd really. I'd really love to share them with you. So if you if you just hop on over to YourSuccessAtLast.com and get the 7-Day E-Coach. It's just a quick little guide to reaching the, the peak of your potential and get the results in your life that, that you dream, that you desire, that you deserve. Right? I, I'd love to share it with you. So again, go on over to YourSuccessAtLast.com, click on that banner, drop in your email, and start what might be the most important 7 days of your life. All right? I'll, I'll try to help you out. Anyway, tomorrow we're going to talk about how to complain effectively for better results. (laughs) You're going to like this one. With that, I'm going to leave you like I always do. Think successfully. Take action. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.